Rosie, thank you so, so much uh, for that Bible reading. And thank you to all of you as well for being here uh, this morning, particularly if it's your very first time here at Holy Trinity Clapham. It is so uh, lovely to have you with us. Now, I'm not sure what you were wanting from the last few days, but it has been the most amazing time, hasn't it? You know, the, the fly past of all the aircraft, the service at St. Paul's Cathedral, the Queen having tea with Paddington Bear, and let's face it, you know, a four-day weekend is pretty good too, isn't it? It's been an amazing few days. Even the weather has sort of just about held up uh, today as well. And I'm not sure any of us could have wanted for any more, not just from these last four days, but I'm not sure any of us could have wanted any more from a queen than Queen Elizabeth II. She is someone who, for so many of us, Marsha was saying it, we have such respect and awe and love for. And I want to start just by mentioning a, a couple of qualities about the queen that particularly amaze me. And the first is her strength. Her strength. Now, obviously, I don't mean physical strength. She is obviously struggling uh, with her movement now, age 96. But this is a woman who, just two years ago, was still uh, walking out her ponies in Windsor Great Park, age 94. But what I mean by strength is an all-round internal strength, resolve, and resilience. Now, it started early, uh, when Winston Churchill first met the Queen, when the Queen was two years old. Winston Churchill remarked afterwards that she had an air of authority and reflectiveness, astonishing in an infant. And that strength, it has continued till today. One of our, fi our former private secretaries, Lord Charteris, once described her as as strong as a yak. And I, I gather yaks are pretty strong. She has been, as in the national anthem that we've just sung, she has been long to reign over us. 70 years of strength and resilience in the midst of so much turbulence in our nation and in the world. Someone wrote to the letters page of um, the Daily Telegraph earlier this year, and they said this. They said, Sir, I do hope that the Queen appreciates the irony of everyone having a day off in order to celebrate her extraordinary hard work, commitment, and service. But where does her strength come from? You know, some might say her trademark sharpener, two parts Dubonnet, one part gin, with two ice cubes and a slice of lemon, apparently. But, but this is how the Queen herself actually answered that question of where she believes her strength comes from. This is what she said back in 2002, 20 years ago, she said this. She said, I know just how much I rely on my faith to guide me through the good times and the bad. Each day is a new beginning. I know that the only way to live my life is to try to do what is right, to take the long view, to give her my best in all that the day brings and to put my trust in God. I draw strength from the message of hope in the Christian gospel. And it is that strength that leads to the second amazing quality of the queen, her service. Her service, way back in 1947. It was a, her 21st birthday radio address, just a couple of years after World War II had finished. And this is what she said to the nation. Age 21, she said, I declare before you all, that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service. God help me to make good my vow. 
And this year, as the, the Queen reflected on her Platinum Jubilee and 75 years since she made that vow on her 21st birthday, she wrote a message to the nation. She wrote a message to each one of us. You may have read it. And this is what she wrote. She said, as we mark this anniversary, it gives me pleasure to renew to you the pledge I gave in 1947 that my life will always be devoted to your service. And just see there, how does she sign off her letter? Very simply, she signed off, your servant, Elizabeth R. Your servant. The queen, she has been committed to service all these years because she's committed to following Jesus Christ. In her 2012 Christmas Day speech, this is what she said. She said, this is the time of the year when we remember that God sent his only son to serve, not to be served. He, Jesus, restored love and service to the center of our lives in the person of Jesus Christ. In fact, if the queen, if she had a life Bible verse, I think it must be the last verse in the reading that Rosie just read for us that she's referring to in that Christmas Day speech. It's Mark chapter 10, verse 45. It is the words of Jesus, because the queen, she repeats this phrase again and again. Jesus said, Mark 10, verse 45, Jesus said, for even the Son of Man, that's Jesus referring to himself, even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You see, the queen, she has found joy in serving others, in following the example of Jesus, the king who rules this universe, and yet who was prepared to serve others. You see, I've spoken about her strength and her service, but ultimate strength is found not in the queen, but in Jesus. It's why 70 years ago at her coronation, the queen, she was given an orb which had 600 jewels and pearls on it. But on that orb, you can see it there, on the top was a cross mounted on it, symbolizing that Jesus Christ, he rules over the earth forever. And the queen, her ruling is just under Jesus's ultimate rule. Ultimate strength, that is found in Jesus Christ. And so too, ultimate service is found in Jesus too. The queen, she may have pretended to come down to earth from a helicopter with 007 for the London Olympics back in 2012, but God, he did come down to earth 2,000 odd years ago that first Christmas. Jesus came down to earth in the ultimate act of service. And he came down not just to live on this earth, but he came to serve us, you, me, through dying for us in our place to pay for our sin. That verse again, the Queen's Life verse, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You know, in the, in the queen's coronation, she was given various other things other than that orb. Uh, she was given at one point the royal scepter, and the royal scepter has in it a diamond, which the diamond just on its own is worth 400 million pounds, one diamond. But in the course of that coronation service, she was also presented with another object, another object which during the service was declared as the most valuable thing that this world affords. Now, do you know what that thing was? The most valuable thing that this world affords, it had no jewel in it. 
It had no diamond in it whatsoever. That thing, the most valuable thing that the world affords that the queen was presented with was this, a Bible. This book, it is the most valuable thing on earth because it is God's message to you and to me and to the queen. It is God's love letter to all humankind. It is God's declaration of what he is like. It is God's announcement of how we can know him, how we can enjoy him, how we can have a relationship with him, the one who demonstrates ultimate strength and service. And you know, having a relationship with God, it is about giving God two things in light of all that Jesus has first given us. And these two things that we're to give God, they are things that the queen, you might think the queen would receive these two things. But actually these two things that we're to give are things that the queen has actually given. Here's the first one. Give your crown. Give your crown. The queen's head with her crown, it is the most reproduced image in the entire world. It graces hundreds of billions of stamps and coins and banknotes. But the queen, she has recognized that we all, we have a tendency to put, as it were, the crown on our own heads. To declare that we ourselves, we are king or queen of this entire world, rather than acknowledging that God is the ultimate king. Back in 2011, the queen said this. She said, although we're capable of great acts of kindness, History teaches us that we sometimes need saving from ourselves, from our recklessness or our greed. God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, important though they are, but a savior. A savior with the power to forgive. Forgiveness lies at the heart of the Christian faith, said the queen. It is in forgiveness that we feel the power of God's love. And just as you look at that quote, just note, the queen says there, she says, we need saving from ourselves. She's including herself in that. See, the first step to you or I or anyone having a relationship with God, it is acknowledging that Jesus Christ is king, that he ultimately wears the crown. Not me, not you, not even the queen. And we all need God's forgiveness for where you and I, we've tried to keep, as it were, the crown on our own heads. We're, where we're saying, it's me, it's myself, I'm the center of the universe. It's all about me. That was the mistake that James and John made in our Bible reading. And you know, sometimes acknowledging our need for forgiveness is hard. Uh, last week, a uh, child of, of someone known to me did a, did a few things wrong. They, the, this child, they, they sort of put themselves you know, at the center of the universe, as it were. They, they kept the, the crown on their own head. And so the mum of this child encouraged the child to say sorry. But the child was not very keen to say sorry. So what this mum did was she, she wrote out a little note for her child and got her child to, as it were, fill in the blanks. And you'll see up there, here, here, here is the note. It's a very simple note. It just said, dear mummy, I am sorry for, and then there's space for the writing, love the name of the child, okay? So the child took this little bit of paper away, and then a couple of minutes later came back to their mother and gave their mother the note. And the note now read, Dear Mummy, I am sorry for nothing. <laughs> All of us, we all need saving. That child 
You, me, because of our sin of keeping the crown on our own heads, saying there's nothing that we need forgiveness for. And you know, even the queen needs saving, needs forgiving. That's why our national anthem is God save our gracious queen. And that saving, that salvation, it has been made possible through Jesus Christ. God himself, the Lord of all, him being strung up on a cross. Strung up on a cross, wearing not a crown of jewels, but a crown of thorns. And taking upon himself all the, the penalty, the punishment for your wrongdoing, for my wrongdoing, even the queen's wrongdoing. And that verse, Jesus said, he gave his life as a ransom for many. So that's the first thing you and I, we need to give. Give your crown. Give your crown. Acknowledge our sin. Admit and and acknowledge Jesus as the true king. And then we receive his forgiveness that we all need. So that's the first thing. Give your crown. And then secondly, give your hand. Give your hand. When England won the World Cup in 1966, there's the famous story of, uh, of Bobby Moore, normally super cool in all circumstances. He was going up the steps uh, of Wembley to, uh, to meet the Queen to receive the World Cup trophy. He suddenly realized that because of the game of football he'd been playing, his hands were filthy, dirty with mud, and he was about to have to shake hands with the Queen. And the Queen, as you can see there, was wearing pristine white gloves. The Queen, she receives people, doesn't she? She receives their hands in a handshake. But when it comes to God, the queen has recognized that she gives God not just her crown, but she gives God her hand too. When the queen was just 13, she gave her father a poem that he quoted in his Christmas Day broadcast that year, 1939, the start of World War II. And the poem went as follows. I said to the man, who stood at the gate of the year. Give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way. Now today, there may not be a world war, But today, there's plenty of uncertainty, isn't there? Plenty of uncertainty about the future in Ukraine. Not to mention plenty of uncertainty about the cost of living crisis, the pandemic of the last two years, and so much more besides. And the unknown future, it is still faced best as you or I, as we put our hand into the hand of a God who has already stretched out his hand in love to each one of us. It it is this life faced best with all its unknowns by saying to Jesus, Jesus, I trust you. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I believe you're the best guide for me in life. I believe you're the best guide for me beyond life too. And I want to put my hand into yours. This four-day Platinum Jubilee has been an incredible occasion. It has been this country at its best, celebrating a queen who is quite possibly the best this country has ever had. And I don't know for you which bit of the last uh, four days you have most enjoyed. 
But for me, I think the thing that has most put a smile on my face, many other people's probably too, is Prince Louis. I love the, the little conversations between him and his great-grandmother that they had on the balcony during that flyover. But there was one image, I'm sure you saw it, of Prince Louis with his hands over his ears, blocking out all the sound of the aeroplanes. Now, I don't blame him. I'm sure it was super loud. But here's my fear. For many of us, for many of us, I think we're a bit like that when it comes to Jesus. Today, it's, it's a day of celebration. And whilst you may have loved what I've said about the Queen, you may just be wanting, as it were, to block out what I've said about her faith in Jesus Christ. Just put your hands over your ears to any talk about Jesus or God or faith. But you know, what makes the Queen tick? And what makes so many people in this church tick? It is a relationship with Jesus Christ, a relationship where you say, God, I give you my crown, and God, I give you my hand. I let you be king of my life. I let you guide me through life. And you know what happens when you do that? What happens when you say that? Well, you receive both an inner strength and an inner joy in service of others. And we see that in the Queen, don't we? This day, it is a day for celebration. Celebration of the Queen, complete with confetti cannons. But maybe also today, maybe today is a day of celebration in heaven too. A day of celebration in heaven as you choose to say to Jesus today, just as the Queen has done, to say, Jesus, I take my hands off my ears. Jesus, I'm listening to all your word says about you. And today, Jesus, I give you my crown and I give you my hand. That would be a moment of true celebration. Shall we pray? Let's as we sit, let's pray. I'm going to pray a prayer that you might like to echo in your heart now. If you want to do that, as it were, to take your hands off your ears and to listen to all that God is saying to you. This is a prayer you might like to pray for yourself. Let's pray, shall we? Dear Lord Jesus, today I acknowledge that you're king, that you're center of everything. And I'm sorry where I've put myself at the center of things, and I've ignored you. Jesus, today, I want to give you the crown, as it were. I want to take it off my own head and give it rightly to you as Lord, as King of my life. Today, Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross to pay for my sin. I thank you for that offer of relationship with you. And thank you, Jesus, that you reach out your hand to me, and today I give you my hand, and I trust you to be my guide for this life and for life after death. Jesus, today, I say, please come into my life. Please give me that inner strength of your spirit living in me. And Jesus, would you help me 
to live a life of serving you and others. Amen.